Move Forward Radio is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at MoveForwardPT.com. You're listening to Move Forward Radio, a podcast featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts with advice on how you can move forward. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. This is Jason Bellamy. When Washington Spirit midfielder Joanna Lohman scored a goal against the Seattle Reign on March 26th, it looked from the far like the start of something. It was the Washington Spirit's first goal of their first game of the 2018 season. But for Lohman, it was another milestone in a journey that began almost a year before, when she tore the anterior cruciate ligament in her left knee in her first competitive action of 2017. In this episode of Move Forward Radio, Lohman reflects on the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of her rigorous ACL recovery. We also hear from former professional soccer player Jordan Angeli, whose own ACL injury experiences inspired her to create the ACL Club, a support community for athletes going through ACL injury recovery. Here's our interview with Joanna Lohman and Jordan Angeli. So, Joanna, let's start with you. Just by painting a picture of what it takes to have a career in in professional soccer as a woman, this is something we talked about when we got together and recorded a video together from Move4PT.com, but this is not a linear path for you by any means. Give me sort of the highlights of where you've gone in pursuit of playing soccer professionally and what it's taken kind of leading up not to the 2018 season, but the 2017 season. Yeah, I think being a professional women's soccer player, you have to be incredibly resourceful. And now that we're on our third league, the NWSL, I was coming out of college when the first league folded. So I've been through two folded leagues, and now the third league has been incredibly successful. We're in our sixth season, which is unprecedented. So it's been a lot of fun to see the progress of where the sport has come and to feel like I've been able to contribute to that progress. And... Every time that the league folded, I was forced really to figure out what plan B was. And many times that meant for me traveling overseas and playing in a foreign country. So I've played in Japan, Cyprus, Spain, and Sweden. And I think all women soccer players can attest that it's a very transient lifestyle. You often spend, you know, six to eight months in one location playing for a certain team. And then you either go back home to train in the off season or you go internationally again. So You really have to just connect the dots, and I have been lucky enough that I've done it for almost 15 years now. So at 35, it's been an incredible journey for me, and it's taken me through all the different emotions and all over the world, and I'm really happy now to be back in Washington, D.C. and playing in the city that I grew up in in front of people that I love. So I can predict the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Why go through all that, you know, the transient lifestyle, the league stopping and starting, all the training and dedication that it takes just to be from an athletic perspective where you need to be? Why do that? As a women's soccer player, I think we have an incredible opportunity that the majority of the world does not have. With Title IX and gender equity, it's rare to see professional female sports in a country. And I've always viewed this career as a privilege. 
And it has been my dream ever since I was six years old to be a professional soccer player. So there have been some rough years where I've questioned, of course, when it's taken me around the world and I haven't gotten a certain playing time that I wanted or I've gotten injured where, you know, I asked myself, is this really worth it? But I always came back to the same answer of yes, it was, because every day I get to wake up and do exactly what I love. And it's an opportunity that so few get to have. And I come with the attitude of, you know, complete gratitude for for my occupation, and really, I want to continue the progress of women's sports, um, not just in the United States, but globally. I think I have a responsibility to blaze trails for the young women who come behind me, and to show that, you know, women can do exactly what men can do. So you're doing what you love. That's taking you all over the world, allowing you to ride through these difficult times when they're difficult. And let's do that. We're talking now, of course, in 2018, but let's go a little bit over a year ago to Washington Spirit 2017 season opener. What are you looking to get out of that season? What are your hopes at that point? And then what happens? Going into that season, I was was incredibly optimistic. I had come off my best season of my career. I was tied for the second leading goal scorer for the Washington Spirit. We had made it to the championship game. We were literally seconds away from winning the trophy. So coming into the 2017 season, I had really high hopes. I had worked very hard in the off season to build muscle and to continue to get better. So going into the season opener, I wanted it to be a statement game for me. And unfortunately, Some things don't always pan out how you plan. So in the 11th minute, as many people know, I went down. uh, I reached for a ball in in the midfield, and I tore my ACL. I didn't exactly know what I did at the moment. I had never had a knee injury. So considering my mindset going into the season, I refused to believe that I was injured, and I didn't want to come off the field. This was supposed to be my career season. And I got back up, and I played for six more minutes. I connected 100% of my passes. I'm very proud of that stat. And I ended up coming out at about the 18th minute and was told by the doctors at halftime that I had most likely torn my ACL. So you tear your ACL, and as you mentioned, you hadn't had any injury before. As we're going to talk about later, ACL injuries are common amongst female athletes, soccer players specifically, but you hadn't had one before. When the realization sets in that this is what's happened, what was that like for you emotionally, knowing for the rest of that season you were going to be off the pitch, not playing soccer? What did that do to you emotionally? At first, I was shocked. You know, you hear it's a very prevalent injury, but I never thought it would happen to me. I felt like, genetically speaking, I wasn't susceptible to the injury, but clearly I was wrong. So at first, it was an incredible amount of shock. And then it's sadness because you really have to mourn the death of who you thought you were going to be, who you had planned to be, and who you thought you should be. So it's so difficult to do that. You know, as a professional athlete, when your season comes around, you have every single day planned out on your calendar. So you completely have to let go of that. And on top of that, you're dealing with, you know, a great deal of pain, of surgery, and being really isolated from your teammates because you can't do what you typically do every day and what you love has been somewhat taken away from you. So it's also, too, a, trying to adapt to a loss of identity. You have to redefine yourself and, and figure out what your journey is now that you don't have the sport that um, has always been your foundation. So it was. there's so many elements to it, and I think the mental side, I'm sure Jordan can agree, is, is just as difficult, if not harder, than the physical side. Yeah, and, and before we get to that, I think the thing I was going to say is, so in, in a way, 
since this is a, a relatively common injury, we know what the roadmap is for, right? It's going to start with surgery. There's going to be a lot of physical therapy. We know in general how long the recovery process takes. But as you were going through that, having not had this ACL injury before, having not done that, what were your expectations? What were your fears? What were your hopes about what the next year was going to look like? I think my expectations were always that I was going to come back and play, and that was my goal. And luckily, I did it in the first game of the season, so there wasn't a rush for me because I had a full year then to recover, which I think was an absolute blessing because I think you really have to give yourself time. You know, at first when I heard it, I thought, why do I need six months for my knee, at least six months for my knee to get better? I thought, you know, I'm going to be the one that defies the odds and I'm going to come back in four months. But quickly you realize that the the progress, although it's very tangible and it's day-to-day, it does take a long time for your knee to build back strength and the muscles around it to really build back that strength. So I think you consistently have to adjust your expectations as you're going through it because you're going to have great weeks and you're going to have bad weeks. And, you know, I remember speaking to the ACL club and uh, my physical therapist, my team therapist, and just trying to get reassurance of, you know, where I was in the process and was this pain okay and, you know, I'm feeling tight here. Is that okay? Because it's not just your knee. It's like your entire body getting used to moving again and walking and running. And there are a lot of uh, complications that come with that. So I think if you believe it's going to be a straight linear process, it's going to be a struggle. So I think I came into it just really wanting to embrace the challenge of what every single day brought and really to be present even through that pain and that struggle. So, Joe, I think you can take credit for another beautiful path. Jordan Angeli now this beautifully sets us up to talk about ACL Club, which Joe mentioned. You created ACL Club, which has a mission to create a community to support, empower, and inspire athletes in persevering through the challenges and triumphs of what you call the ACL journey. How typical is what Joe just described in terms of the nonlinear process, the emotional ups and downs, the insecurities of going through this recovery? I can't say that every single person goes through those exact same moments, but I would say it is super common. I talk to people all the time from all different walks of life, from weekend warriors who are in their 40s to athletes who unfortunately are, you know, 14 years old and having to go through this journey. And for me, I created the ACL Club for just those reasons that you said and kind of the reasons that Joe was mentioning too is that There is an underlying belief, I think, within ourselves, and if we can tap into that, that we are capable of getting through this journey, that we accept that it's going to be difficult, yet we don't dwell in that, that we keep refocusing back on our ability to get through and to use this community that is already established. Like, we have a huge community of scarred warriors that are walking around who have been through exactly what people like Joe have been through, and to be able to talk to someone that has been there and they can say, I didn't know what that felt like either. Like, I didn't know if this, you know, the swelling was right or um, if when I got back to play, if I would be nervous or, you know, the fear that kind of comes in or that mourning process she talked about a little bit. Just to have the reassurance that you're not alone is huge and a big reason why I started this. A quick break to tell you about Choose PT the American Physical Therapy Association's National Public Awareness Campaign. America is currently in the grips of an opioid epidemic. In some situations, dosed appropriately, prescription opioids are an appropriate part of medical treatment. 
but opioids only mask the sensation of pain, and opioid risks include depression, overdose, addiction, and withdrawal. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is urging healthcare providers to reduce the use of opioids in favor of safer alternatives like physical therapy for treating pain. Learn how a physical therapist can help you at moveforwardpt.com slash choose PT. And now, back to this episode of Move Forward Radio. For people who don't know, so you describe yourself as the founder and a three-time member of the ACL Club. When you create a community like this, it seems so obvious that it's necessary, but what was the awakening for you that this community needed to be there? What inspired you to do this in the first place? So I call myself a three-time member, and I think it's a little obvious. I tore my ACL three times, so I have become a member three times. And unfortunately, fortunately, I guess, I, I seem to think everything happens for a reason. All of mine were on my left knee, and every single one happened differently. One was contact, one was jumping and landing, and the other one was just a non-contact cut and push. And so, you know, that was purposeful. I can now help and be empathetic with people who have gone through all different types of ACL injuries. After every injury, really, and especially after my second injury, I started to get a lot of people calling me from my old club soccer team, from my college soccer team, Anybody that knew who I was or was in my circle, if they knew somebody who had torn their ACL, they would be like, will you talk to them? And the funny thing is, Jason, as I started talking to these people, I realized that not only were they finding that they could do it and being, they were feeling inspired, but I was feeling like, wow, look at what you overcame, Jordan. And I felt like it was inspiring myself. And giving myself this belief that no matter what came up in my life, I could get over it. So kind of counterintuitive to what I had always thought, you know, I was like, don't share your story, Jordan, because you're going to jinx it. But really sharing my story gave me strength and it gave the people that I was talking to strength to and empowering them to know that they were able to do it as well. So that's kind of where it all started. And as I finished my soccer career on the field, as a professional in the NWSL, my last year, I was like, I know that this is what I'm called to do. And I started to just put together what the beginnings of the ACL club was. And it was, you know, perfect timing to be able to help people within my team and then kind of transition me from my job as a soccer player into this new entrepreneurial job as uh, the founder of the ACL club. So, you know, we talked about similarities in terms of what the recovery process takes. But, Joe, I mean, listening to that, I know you missed being able to be part of the team on the field. You definitely felt this community both in working with your physical therapist and the community there and the community from people outreaching to you, wishing you support or asking you questions. So that seems like a through line, too. Can you kind of talk about what your experience was along those lines and the way you shared your recovery with the other people? Yeah, I would love to because I think it's a huge part of recovery and I think as a professional athlete, people do put you on a pedestal because athletically speaking, you are quite gifted. And I think when I injured my ACL, it really opened up a whole different world of people who could relate because everyone is struggling with something. And as I shared my journey, I went from being you know, very athletically gifted to taking my first step and learning how to walk again and learning to run again. And I think people really appreciated that because when you highlight the challenges and the difficulties in life and really show the joy that you can have through them. And it, it inspires others to try to rise above whatever difficulty they're going through. And as Jordan just spoke of, 
it provided a lot of inspiration for me because I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, hey, I hurt my ankle, but watching you, you know, try to walk again, that has really inspired me to, to push a little harder in PT. So, you know, as I went through my journey, it's almost as if you collect your own army. And when you wake up in the morning, you realize you're not just doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for an entire community because you don't want to let people down. And you do want to be a source of motivation and inspiration because it's such a real part of life that struggle is something that none of us can avoid. And if we do, it's going to be harder and we're going to feel more alone. So the ACL club was a huge part of this. And then, you know, people reaching out to me and my therapy group, we became somewhat of a family and you rely on each other and you lean on each other in the hard moment. And I think that's what life really is about because it's not always going to be easy and we're always going to need help to get through the hard times. So Jordan, back to you then. I mean, kind of building off what Joe said, you know, you talk about the ACL journey. Define that a little bit for me. I mean, again, everybody's different. Their injury is going to be different. Their recovery is going to be different. But what are the common milestones or steps that have to be taken in kind of that ACL journey, both either physically or, or emotionally in terms of what you see leading ACL club? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think Joe mentioned something a little bit ago about how she was like, I'm going to beat the odds and come back in four months, right? And it's that in itself is a very common thing that people, you know, we want to get back as quickly as possible. And I think one of the things about this journey is it, it and she said, you know, it humbles you to the fact that you have to relearn how to walk. You have to relearn how to put weight on your knee and trust your knee and then relearn how to run. So I think on the physical side, it breaks you down to this point where you have a different perspective of like how grateful you are for what you get to do every day in playing your sport. So there's some common steps like when you first, after you first get injured, really and have surgery, getting the swelling out of your, your legs so you can function a little bit easier and your muscles can fire in order for you to start walking again and then really getting strength back in your quad and your supporting muscles around your knee to enable you to walk. I think a big milestone for a lot of people is running and that usually comes around three to four months. It really just depends. And then return to play can be anywhere from six to 12 months. And one of the key things that I am trying to work with a lot of physical therapists with is this idea of you know, implementing some kind of, and a lot of physical therapy places do do this, but implementing some kind of like gray area training, right? So you get cleared from the doctor six, eight, maybe even 10 months post-surgery and then working on, okay, now we got to get you ready to play your sport and integrate you back in properly because I think that's one of the toughest milestones for especially younger athletes is that they get cleared from the doctor and they just want to go 100% again right away. And it's a danger zone, and I really think that the physical therapists doing it the right way are still monitoring and really working on it still being a trajectory of growth there towards the latter stages. I think on the mental side, it's harder than anything. And, you know, we are so blessed to have great physical therapists on the physical side that can help us with all those ins and outs of what the journey is going to be like through PT and with the ACL club, I really want to be able to supplement them and help their athletes on the mental side. Because if I can take away the 10 minutes of, you know, for me, I would cry to my physical therapist like multiple times about just mental barriers that I was facing. And if the ACL club can help people get through these mental barriers, like 
the fear of getting back, not being able to trust your knee, that mourning process of having to accept what's happening to you at the beginning and say, this is going to be a long recovery and really mourn its death and say, like, I'm not going to be who I was maybe ever again, but I'm going to be something different. And I really believe I'm going to be something better. I think that is a really hard mental step. So with the ACL Club, we're working on this membership program where it's going to be a year-long interactive program where you get supported with content from two to five times a week. And it's going to help you with those mental aspects from sports psychologists, from mindfulness trainers, also with different exercises towards the ladder and bike workouts to help you regain strength. So some really cool things happening with the ACL club, but mostly to make you feel part of that community because, you know, once you tear your ACL, you join this club. I always tell people, welcome to the club. And it's kind of a funny thing to say, but I think once you get in the real meat of the recovery, like Joe said, you understand what that really means. And you're so thankful to be a part of a club where every single person is cheering you on and they believe that you can get through it. And I think that's what's really special about this community. So, Joe, let's kind of paint a picture for what kind of the physical part looks like. So, obviously, it starts with surgery. And then early on, you know, your physical therapy, your goals are pretty hard to get to, but obviously basically pretty simple in terms of what you're trying to do. And then later we'll describe how your physical therapy got much more nuanced. But for somebody who hasn't gone through this recovery, what are those early weeks like? I remember thinking that the first week after surgery was the hardest week of my life because Immediately when you come out, you have to get into physical therapy. I think it's so important, and you have to push through an incredible amount of pain. I would go into my team's therapist, and you really are working to break up the scar tissue and get the knee moving again because the longer that you have it still and immobile, the harder it will be. And even the slightest movement, trying to get the slightest movement, is incredibly painful. So, you know, you start by trying to get around the bike, like very simple things. And also to my therapist, you know, pushing on my knee as I'm lying on my stomach on the table just to get range of motion. And we would have code words for the pain, you know, yellow and orange and red. And I would be sweating and to the point of tears. It was so hard because it was hours and rep after rep. And I would get home and I'd be so exhausted because of, coming out of surgery and then pushing myself through that type of pain. And I would just think I'd have to go back and do it the next day. And I remember crying myself to sleep, you know, the first couple of nights because it was just so hard and you lost what you loved and you're just going through so much. So I think getting through that first week was hard, but it was very empowering. You know, Jordan mentioned that if you get through certain things, you start to believe that you're a survivor and no matter what happens, you're going to get through it. And I think that That first week proved to me that I was going to be okay, and no matter what happened and what that process brought, it was going to be okay. And, you know, after that first week, it it did get a little bit easier, but, again, you have to understand, you know, what pain is is okay, and, you know, usually the body, when you feel pain, you should stop, but in this injury, you can't stop. You have to actually push further, and, you know, that was one of the hardest things for me was understanding that. A quick break to tell you about Find a PT the American Physical Therapy Association's national database of physical therapists. PTs are movement experts who treat people of all ages and abilities, helping them to improve and maintain function and quality of life. Don't wait until you have an injury to see a PT. Contact one today 
and learn how you can improve your fitness and prevent health problems before they start. You can contact a physical therapist near you, no physician referral required, by going to moveforwardpt.com. And now, back to this episode of Move Forward Radio. And so then later you get to that point, you know, Jordan described that gray area where it's kind of, you know, you're ready for pretty intense physical activity, but at the same time, that's that's different than really being ready to return to sport. And at that point, that's kind of where the creativity or physical therapist comes into play. You know, when we shot the video, you guys went through a, a whole array of different exercises and things like that. Kind of describe what some of those look like and the creative ways that you can start to get your body ready for what it takes to be a soccer player who needs to go in any given direction at any given moment. The variety of exercises that my therapist was able to take me through really helped because you don't want to get bored and it can get quite monotonous. So to have uh, specific exercises that related to soccer was important for me too. We would do a lot of stuff with the ball from the very early stages, and I think that helps because you're able to kind of gain back some of that identity. And it feels good. It feels so good to you know touch a ball again when you haven't in a few months. And every day we would try to improve. So it was never a big jump, which I think was an important piece to the process is that you don't feel like you're just thrown into the deep end. It's little by little. Every day you're just trying to take one or two steps that further your process. So not only do you trust your knee as it comes along, but you trust yourself and you trust your therapist. So, you know, we would do all sorts of jumping and uh, plyometrics, you know, balancing, standing on both two balls and and those types of um, exercises that really challenged not just my knee, but my entire body and to make things, make sure you're not doing things just, you know, in chain. So uh, you're not just sitting on a, you know, a leg press machine. You're doing actions that involve your entire body. So you're not just isolating that one muscle because that's important as an athlete because every muscle is working as you're playing on the soccer field. So they took great care in making sure that I was ready to come back once I was cleared from my doctor. And so when you're doing things like that, you know, when we, when we shot the video, you were standing there doing one-legged exercises, and your physical therapist looked at you and said, you have more stability in your surgically repaired leg than in your other leg. That had to be hard to imagine when you were going through the process, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was difficult to imagine because your repaired leg usually is a lot skinnier because of the muscle atrophy. But you work so hard hour after hour, day after day, to, to build that muscle back. And you're so focused on your movement and your knee placement that it almost becomes second nature and a habit to do it properly. And you haven't created that on the opposite knee. So I think now as an athlete, I have to concentrate on both knees and make sure that I have good form when I'm jumping and landing and doing all of those exercises because obviously it's so important for balance and technique. You go through that journey, you go through your ACL journey, that lands you not quite a year later at the 2018 season, which is where we are now. How did that start for you? It started really well. So I came into preseason. I was cleared by my surgeon, and I had been training for at least a month before preseason. So, you know, I came in flying, and it felt great. It felt like I really hadn't left, which I think is a, is a blessing and a curse because, you know, I have been out for a year. It's almost as if the start of my season I fooled myself to believe that it was only going to get better and better. And I scored a goal in, in the first game, and I wasn't even expecting to get into the game. I got in, and I think, you know, I had zero pressure. I had zero expectations. And all of a sudden, I found the ball in the back of the net coming off of my foot. And to me, it was unbelievable. 
then all of a sudden I had these expectations. I had this pressure. I was going into the next game thinking maybe I could score again. And not that I couldn't, but I still have to be so compassionate and patient because I experienced that high. But, you know, one week later, I wasn't training well and I wasn't feeling good physically. And I had this huge low. So I think it's really just about trying to stay consistent through the waves of emotions and physical capacities through this whole journey because, again, just when I thought I was in the clear, you know, you're really not. It's a consistent battle that you really fight every single day, and I think it was great for me to learn that from game one, and I think I got out a a lot of growing pains that I think I would have experienced in the middle of the season. I got that out in the beginning of the season, and now I can try to stay a little bit more consistent, but it was an emotional roller coaster, scoring the goal and then, you know, making my comeback and it was really heavy and it was a lot to deal with. <laughs> Part of me is just glad that all of that is over now and I can just move on to just being the player that I've always been. And so, Jordan, I want to bring you in one last time to talk about that. You know, at what point do people typically feel like they're at that move-on point? They feel like they're not only have recovered physically, but they're mentally to the point that they, you know, not that they don't forget what they've gone through and not that they don't remember what they missed, but that they're really kind of moving on and, and kind of beyond their ACL journey, if you will. I would say for the majority of people, it's that year after surgery mark that really they start to fully trust themselves again, right? And I think one of the things that Joe just said is so common in coming back from an ACL injury is that you're working so hard individually by yourself to get back to what you love to do that once you get back there, you forget what it's like there in the ups and downs, in the, you know, Every day of training, whether you play soccer or you're a swimmer or you're a basketball player, right, you're going to have good moments or you're going to have bad moments. And I think what's difficult is when you are gone from the sport for so long and you get back there, you tend to focus more on the difficult moments. Like, I didn't do this great in training today. I didn't complete as many passes as I would have wanted to. And I think one of the best parts to help you get through that last mental block is to find a buddy on the team, whatever team you may be on, and say, hey, I know when I'm making mistakes right now, I'm so excited to be back out here, but I just need someone to tell me. Every time I do something good, can you just tell me out loud and just say, Joe, good pass, that's awesome, just to reinforce that I am doing things that are helping me continue to get better. Because that's a hard mental place to be in. You forget the ups and downs of a daily grind as an athlete. And so I would say what Joe just said is so common. And after that year mark, you really are starting to feel like a year post-surgery. Like, all right, I'm in the swing of things again. And, you know, you've gotten enough time on the field or the court to really feel like you've had that ups and downs. And you've had the moments, like she just said, of I was really high and now I'm really low. And how can I find myself back in that middle where I live at as an athlete and I understand that there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, but I'm definitely not going to be perfect ever. And I think going through this injury sometimes you expect to come back and be so great right away. And it takes a little bit of time. So it is, it's still a a work in progress. And then you get back to just being an athlete, right? And you're like, you don't think of yourself as, you know, just coming back from an ACL injury. You think of yourself as a soccer player as a basketball player, as a football player. And that's really where we want these athletes to be. So, Joe, you said, you know, being a soccer player is so core to your identity. You talked about how humbling, in a way, the the injury was. And also, even though the recovery was hard, that it was empowering. When you look back on your last year, you know, what did you learn going through your ACL journey? What's the biggest takeaways for you? 
Yeah, when people ask about my ACL, I often say I think it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And people are shocked to hear me say that. But you do learn so many lessons going through an injury like that. I think you really learn to let go of things that you cannot control. And you learn that you really have to be present even through the hard moments because there's so much beauty in that struggle. And that was something that I promised myself very early on in my ACL journey. I said, I don't ever want to be someone who says, I can't wait to walk. I can't wait to run. I can't wait to play soccer again. I want to appreciate the moment that I am exactly in because that moment is so important to me. And that really helped me to get through the ACL journey because it's long. It's a long six, eight, 12 months. And, you know, like we just talked about, you're always going to go through it. And It'll always be a scar that I am proud to show because of all the lessons that I learned in patience and compassion and gratitude. And you know, when I drive to practice in the morning now, I think I look at the game from a slightly different angle. I really just try to find the joy in what I get to do. Even if I've, I've made a bad pass or I've had a bad day in training, I don't let it ruin my day because you know what? I'm running around. I'm healthy. I have two working knees and I'm getting to do what I love. So I'm not going to let one bad game or one bad pass like truly get me down. And I wouldn't necessarily have that viewpoint if it wasn't for missing out on the season and, you know, really going through all that you do with the injury. Joanna Lowen, Jordan Angeli, thank you so much. Thanks to Joanna Lowen and Jordan Angeli. You can learn more about the ACL Club at theaclclub.com. To see a video of Joanna working with her physical therapist, learn more about physical therapist treatment for ACL tears, and to find a PT near you, go to moveforwardpt.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes by searching for Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guest is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or find previous episodes at moveforwardpt.com. Move Forward Radio is brought to you by moveforwardpt.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at moveforwardpt.com.